investing from depending on where you're connected from welcome to inspire by the world global times of devotion first i would like to say a very big thank you to esteemed stomacher for giving me this great opportunity to lead today's intercession prayer prayer session for the nations esteemed family we're praying for seven nations this morning and we're using that seven nations as a point of contact to your nation we're praying for Guinea-Bissau, Papua New Guinea, Colombia, Bolivia, Argentina, Spain, Venezuela. We'll pray for their presidents, kings, prime ministers, and governors, using them as a point of contact. We'll pray, God, we'll pray that God will pour out his spirit of salvation on these seven nations, bringing many to salvation and to the knowledge of the truth. We will declare that they will lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty in these nations. We rebuke and restrain every force of evil in these nations, spirit of violence, deception, and war. We pray against every evil men, women responsible for creating poverty in these nations. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in these nations. And we pray for ministers of the gospel, and the Christian they lead in these nations will declare that they are strong in faith, giving glory to God. We pray for all those who are sick in these seven nations. We declare that the love of God prevails in their behalf and the healing power of God overwhelms them and restores them to owners. Praise the Lord. Let's in family, let's kind of go ahead for me to our mic and speak in that tongue fervently. I'm <laughs> 
Ma 
in jesus name heavenly father we thank you for your love we thank you for your greatness we thank you, Lord God, for your kindness. We thank you for your mercy, O God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for these seven nations, O God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your internal blessings, O God, upon these seven nations. We thank you, Lord, for they are continually located in the center of your way for them, O God. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah, Lord God, that the confidence and testimonies of the scripture will be their delight, O God. These ones, O God, will serve you. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you've planned good for them, O God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that this, when we declare, 
God, that these seven nations, oh God, are free, oh God, from dubious men and women, oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord God. And we declare, oh God, that they are free, oh God, from ter- terrible, from terrible and from terrible economic policies, oh God. Father, we thank you. Mali We declare, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. That these, oh God, hallelujah, that these ones, oh God, hallelujah, oh God. We declare, God, we declare that evil people proceed no further, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, Lord God, we cut off, oh God, their influence, oh God, and power to control these nations, oh God, for their selfish ends, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for all those who are sick, oh God. We receive grace, oh God. We receive mercy for them, oh God. And we declare, God, that the love of God prevails on their behalf. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we give you praise, we worship you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Nakama, for this great opportunity. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah Ma. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Kevin Erisma and esteemed Sister Tinama. Thank you so much, esteemed family, for standing the gap for these seven nations. God bless you, Vision. I love you. Right now, can you hand over to the praise team? Thank you. Prophet Haskava Shadi Gita Fasada Kabaya, Manti Kipradika Haskava Shata, Ridi de Bakasi the Haskava Shadi de Banti, Kiposka Bali the Haskava Shati, Mosoto Kobakazi the Haskava Shati, Manti Kipakazi the Haskava Shada Kabaya, O Sakadida Bakasi de Kipakasada Pabas, and in those. You are the living brave. You fill me with your love. You are the peace within that calms my heart. I found my rest in you. You satisfy my soul. I'm rooted in your word. You are my own. You are the living praise. You fill me with your love. You are the peace within that calms my heart. I found my rest in you. You satisfy my soul. I'm rooted in your word. You are my own. You're my comfort. You're my meditation. You're my fullness. In you I'm complete. You're my comfort. You're my meditation. 
You're my fullness. In you I'm complete. You are the living bread. You fill me with your love, Lord. You are the peace within that calms my heart. Oh, I found my rest in you. You satisfy my soul. I'm rooted in your word. You are my hope. You're my comfort. You're my meditation. You're my fullness. In you I'm complete. You're my comfort. Lord, you're my meditation. You're my fullness. In you I'm complete. God of love. You're my readers. You're my wisdom. And my righteousness. God of love. You're my readers, you're my wisdom, and my righteousness, God of love. You're my readers, you're my wisdom, and my righteousness, God of love. You're my readers. You're my wisdom and my righteousness, God of love, yeah. You're my readers, you're my wisdom and my righteousness. Lord, you're my wisdom and my Righteousness, God of love, you're my readers, you're my wisdom, and my righteousness. You're my wisdom, and my righteousness, my God of love. You're my readers, you're my wisdom, and my righteousness. Lord, you're my wisdom, and my righteousness. 
Oh God of love, you're my radiance, you're my wisdom, you are my righteousness, oh God. In you I am complete, in you we are complete. Kali you are the peace in my soul. You are the quickness of my body. In you, O oh God, I live and move and have my being. I am rooted in you, O oh God. Shara vasunte yika santa lebaya. Oh, you are a comfort, O oh God. You are a meditation, O oh God. Ah, in you we are complete, nothing, nothing, nothing lost, nothing broken with us, nothing beyond our reach of God. Oh, Father, we thank you for one we feel is the majority. Father, we thank you, oh God, for we know that greater it's he that is in us than he that is in the world. Father, we are grateful to you. We worship, we magnify, and exalt your holy name. In Jesus' matchless name, in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' awesome name, in Jesus' powerful name, in Jesus' wonderful name, we have worshipped this morning and always. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. He is indeed our wisdom. He is indeed our righteousness. Oh, we are complete in him. Nothing missing. Wholeness. Wholeness. Oh, in Christ we are whole. In Christ we are whole. Thank you, dear esteemed sister Mutinta, for that amazing time of worship. God bless you. And thank you, dear esteemed sister Peace, for leading us to pray for the nations today. God bless you. We know that we have done so many great things in Venezuela, Colombia, Argentina, Bolivia, Spain, Guinea-Bissau, and Papua New Guinea today, we have caused changes and we give all the glory to our Father. I want to thank everyone who connected to pray and everyone who connected to worship. God bless you all. And right away, we will get into today's devotional. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from. 
at this moment. I welcome everyone and it is always, always a pleasure to fellowship with us. It's always a privilege to be here at this time. Taking this segment is such an honor, it's such a privilege, and I am grateful to dear esteemed Sister Maka for this amazing opportunity. God bless you, Ma. But God bless you so much, Ma. I love you dearly. Welcome everyone to today, Thursday, the 13th of April 2023. It's a beautiful morning in Nigeria, and we are grateful to our Father in whom we are complete. The title of today's Rhapsody reading is All Blessings Fulfilled in Christ. Hallelujah. All Blessings Fulfilled in Christ. Our theme scripture for today is taken from Colossians 1 verse 12. Colossians 1 verse 12. And the Bible says, giving thanks unto the Father, which had made all admit which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. It, it seems as if since yesterday we've been taking our Pauline affirmation bit by bit in our rough study reading. <laughs> I, I think that is interesting. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. Yeah, we can read together. Thank you, dear esteemed Pastor Dap and Julama, for sharing your screen. God bless you, ma. Okay, Pastor says in Exodus 19, verse 5, God spoke to Moses and instructed him to tell, to tell the Israelites that if they obey his voice, then they'd be his treasured possession, a priestly kingdom, and a holy nation. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and ye shall, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. Exodus 19, 5-6, you might want to finish that scripture. It's quite powerful. Um, but thanks be unto God, the promise that was preconditioned on their obedience to God's commandment has been given to us and fulfilled in us in Christ. Child of God. <laughs> wow. See, this promise the promise of being God's treasured possession, the promise of being a priestly kingdom and a holy nation was preconditioned for the Israelites. Preconditioned means there's a, there's a prerequisite. There is something that must be done for them to come into this promise. But you see, when it came to us, there was no conditioning, there was no precondition, there was no requisite satisfaction for this. There was nothing that we must do to enjoy this blessing. Why? Because of Christ. Christ conditioned the blessing for us. If, I, if, if you permit me to use that sentence. 
he fulfilled all the requirements of the conditioning. So for us, we have direct access to this promise because Christ had made sure that all of the law was fulfilled. He made sure that everything that needed to be done was done. Our own was, in fact, our own is coming and enjoy. Come in and enjoy. God ushered us into this by the new birth in Christ. Come in. You must come in. And as soon as you come in, the first moment, you are entitled to enjoying it. As soon as you step in, the promise, the blessing is yours. Hallelujah. Hence, the apostle Peter declares in his epistle, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2.9. This is Amplified, Amplified Classic. Hey. Oh. Let me not say what, let me not say what's in my spirit now. In Revelation 1 verse 5, observe the tenses used. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He fulfilled every requirement of the preconditioning. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. To do what? Pastor will ask, what did you gain when you became born again? By becoming born again, what, what are you set to gain? Because many people don't know. Many people don't know. When, when you came out of the world, when you were called out of the world, when you were reconciled to the Father, when you were called out of the gropings and the crushes and the grabs of darkness and wickedness, what did you gain, child of God? The sixth verse says, hear what you gained. He has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. 
No wonder the Spirit says through Paul in 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all the promises of God in him, Christ, are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Hallelujah. You were called out of, out of the clutches of darkness, out of the servitude of hell. And you were made kings and priests unto God. That is why the first, the first paragraph said that you are his treasured possession, a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. His treasured possession. Why else would he give his son to bear the bonds of the sins of the whole world? What a father. What a father. Do you now understand why he cannot let you go? Do you now understand? Why you must have confidence in his unfailing love. Do you now understand that even before you said those things, he knew and he went before you to preordain a successful life, a life full of victory, full of enjoyment, full of success, a life that is full, the Bible says, and overflowing. He could have stopped at full but he allowed it to overflow. Do you now understand why you cannot have sickness, why you are not designed to fail, why you are not designed to lack, why you are not designed to groan in pain and misery? Do you now understand why addiction cannot catch the best of you? Do you now understand why anger cannot rule in your life? Do you now understand why you have access to all things at all times? Because you are a treasured possession. Tell yourself, child of God, I am a treasured possession. I am a treasured possession of my father. His love for us is unending, unwavering, and unconditional. Dependable, reliable. It is the greatest love of all. Oh, thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For the gift of your son, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, dear esteemed Sister Maka, for this amazing opportunity to take today's Rhapsody. God bless you, Ma. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's Rhapsody of Reality Review segment. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the devotion. And right away, I will hand over to dear esteemed Pastor Nima, who will take us in the further studies. Over to you, esteemed Ma. God bless you, Ma. Thank you, esteemed Sister Kevin Harris. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone depending on where you are connecting from. I'm going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I'll start with the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. I'll say a big thank you to Saint Maka for this opportunity. Romans chapter 6, verse 17. But God be thanked that you were servants of sin, that you have obeyed from the start, from the heart, that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. 
Romans 5.18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of, the, of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's offense, many were made sinners, so by the disobedience of one shall many be made righteous. Praise the Lord. Please let's take the prayer together. Dear Father, thank you for granting me all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm delighted to know that I'm your treasured possession, ordained to show forth your wonderful deeds and display your virtues and perfections. Thank you for making me your righteousness and the effulgence of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion, and we are still in the book of Luke. We're reading from chapter 13 from 22. He went on teaching from town to village, village to town, but kept on a steady course towards Jerusalem. His bystanders said, Master, will only a few be saved? He said, whether few of men is none of your business, put your mind on your life with God. The, the way to life to God is vigorous and requires your total attention. A lot of you are going to assume that you will sit down to God's salvation banquets just because you've been hanging around the neighborhood all your lives. Well, one day you are going to be banging on the door, wanting to get in, but you will find the door locked and the master saying, sorry, you are not on my guest list. You will protest that you, we have known you all our lives only to be interrupted with this, which is abrupt, it's apt. Your kind of knowing can hardly be called knowing. You don't know the first thing about me. That's when you will find yourselves out in the cold, strangers to grace. You will watch Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets march into God's kingdom. You will watch outsiders streaming from east, west, north, and south and sit down at the table of God's kingdom. And all the time, you'll be outside looking in and wondering what happened. This is a great reversal. The last in line, put at the head of the line, and the so-called first standing up last. Just then, some Pharisees came up and said, run for your life. Hell's got your number. Is how to kill you, Jesus said. Tell that fox that I have no time for him right now. Today and tomorrow, I'm busy clearing out the demons and healing the sick. The third day, I'm wrapping things up. Besides, it's not proper for a prophet to come to a bad end outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, killer of prophets, abuser of the messengers of God. How Often have I longed to gather your children. Gather your children like a hen, her broad safe, 
under her wings, but you refused and turned away. And now it's late, sorry, and now it's too late. You won't see me again until the day you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. Do have a prolific day, everybody. Thank you and God bless you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. Ah. We're going to be reading the book of Judges, chapter 14 to 16 this morning. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this amazing opportunity. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of this devotion on a daily basis. So we continue with the story of our brother, Samson, which we started yesterday. Hallelujah. And um, Samson went down to Timna, verse 1. There in Timna, a woman caught his eye, a Philistine girl. He came back and told his father and mother, I saw a woman in Timna, a Philistine girl. Get her for me as my wife. <laughs> uh, his parents said to him, isn't there a woman among the girls in the neighborhood of our people? You have to go get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines. Samson said to his father, Get her for me. She's the one I want. She's the right one. Hmm. Okay. His father and mother had no idea that God was behind this. They were arranging an opportunity against the Philistines. At the time, the Philistines lauded, at the time, the Philistines lauded it over Israel. Samson went down to Timna with his father and mother. When he got to the vineyards of Timna, a young lion came at him, roaring. Then the Spirit of God came on him powerfully, and he ripped it open behind, like tearing a young goat. But he didn't tell his parents what he had done. No louder, no louder. Then he went on down and spoke to the woman. In Samson's eyes, she was the one here. Some days later, when he came back to get her, made a little detour to look at what was left of the lion. And there he wondered, a swarm of bees in the lion's carcass and honey. He scooped it up in his hand and kept going, eating as he went. He rejoined his father and mother and gave some to them and the ants. But he didn't tell them that he had scooped out the honey from the lion's carcass. <laughs> Oh my word. His father went on down to make arrangements with the woman while Samson prepared the feast there. That's what the young men did in those days because the people were weary of him. They arranged for 30 friends to mingle with him. Samson said to them, Let me put a riddle to you if you can figure it out during the seven days of this feast. I'll give you 30 linen garments and 30 changes of fine clothes. But if you can't figure it out, then you will give me 30 linen garments and 30 changes of fine clothing. 
He said, who you already do? Let's hear it. So he said, from the eater came something to eat. From the strong came something sweet. Couldn't figure it out. After three days, they were still stumped. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's bride, warm the answer out of your husband, or we'll burn you and your father's household. Have you invited us here to bankrupt, bankrupt us? So Samson's bride turned to the turned on the tears. <laughs> I like the way the message puts it. Samson's bride turned on the tears. It's just like a switch. Saying to him, You hate me. You don't love me. You have told a riddle to my people, but you won't even tell me the answer. <laughs> he said, I haven't told my own parents. Why would I tell you? But she turned on the tears all the seven days of the feast. Ah, women. Hear them. On the seventh day, one out by her nagging, he told her. And she went and told it to her people. The men of the town came to him on the seventh day, just before sunset, I said. What is sweeter than honey? And what is stronger than a lion? Samson said. If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have found out my riddle. Then the Spirit of God came powerfully on him to say, Kapashaka. He went down to Ashkelon and killed, and killed 30 of their men, stripped them, and gave their clothing to those who had served the riddle. <laughs> Stalking out, smoking with anger, he went home to his father's house. Samson's bride became the wife of the best man at his wedding. Wow. Later on, it was during the wheat harvest. Chapter 15. Okay. Later on, it was during the we're in chapter 15 now. So sorry. Asunda Pandula, your screen isn't moving as fast as the reading. Okay, thank you. Later on, it was during the wheat harvest, Samson visited his bride, bringing a young goat. He said, let me see my wife. Show me her bedroom. But her father wouldn't let him in. He said, I concluded that by now you hated her with a passion, so I gave her to your best man. Her little sister is even more beautiful. Why not take her instead? Samson said, that does it. This time, when I wreck havoc on the Philistine, I'm blameless. And Samson went out and caught 300 jackals. He lashed the jackals' tails together in pairs and tied a torch between each pair of tails. He then set fire to the torches and let them sacrifice. In the Philistine fields of ripe grain, everything burned, both stark and standing grain, vineyards and olive orchards. Everything. Listen said, who did this? They were told Samson, son-in-law of the Timnites, who took his bride and gave her to his best. Philistines went up and burned both her and her father to death. Samson then said, if this is the way 
you are going to act, I swear, I will get even with you. And I'm not quitting till the job is done. With that, he tore into them, ripping them limb for limb, a huge slaughter. Then he went down and stayed in the cave at Etamor. Spirit of might. The Philistines set out and made camp in Judah, preparing to attack Lehi, which is called Jawbone. When the men of Judah asked, why have you come up against us? They said, we are out to get Samson. We're going after Samson to do to him what he did to us. Three companies of men from Judah went down to the cave at Etamor and said to Samson, don't you realize that the Philistines already bully and lord it over us? What's going on with you? Making things even worse, he said. It was tit for tat. I only did to them what they did to me. He said, well, I have come down here to tie you up, turn you over to the Philistines. Samson said, just promise not to hurt me. Promise, they said. Tie you up, I'll surrender you to them. But believe us, we won't kill you. They proceeded to tie him with new ropes and led him up from the rock. As he approached Lehi, Philistines came to meet him, shouting in triumph. <laughs> and then the Spirit of God came on him with great power. The ropes on his arms fell apart like cloths on fire. These strips of leather slipped off his hands. He spotted a fresh donkey jawbone. He reached down and grabbed it. And with this jawbone, he killed the whole company. And Samson said, with the donkey's jawbone, I made heaps of donkeys of them. With the donkey's jawbone, I killed an entire company. When he finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone. He named that place Ramath Lehi, jawbone healed. Mm. Now he was suddenly very thirsty. He called out to God, you have given your servant this great victory. Are you going to abandon me to die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? Ah, yeah. So God split open the rock basin in Lehi. Water gushed out and Samson drank. His spirit was revived. He was alive again. That is why it's called an Enhakor, Kola Spring. It is still there at Lehi today. Samson judged Israel for 20 years in the days of the Philistines. Samson went to Gaza, chapter 16, and saw a prostitute here in Wallace's heart. He went to her. The news got around. Samson is here. They gathered around him, hiding, waiting all night for him at the city gate, quiet as mice, thinking at sunrise we will kill him. Samson was in bed with the woman until midnight. Then he got up, seized the doors. <laughs> then he got up, seized the doors of the city gate and the two gateposts, boats and all, shifted them on his shoulder and carried them to the top of the hill. <laughs> that faces Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sore. Grips. Her name was Delilah. The Philistine tyrants approached her and said, seduce him, discover what is behind his great strength and how we can tie him up and humble him. Each man's company will give you a hundred shekels of silver." So Delilah said to Samson, tell me, dear, the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and humble. 
Samson told them, if they were to tie me up with seven bowstrings, the kind made from flesh, fresh animal tendons, not dried out, then I will become weak, just like anyone else. Philistine Tyrants brought her seven bowstrings, not dried out. She tied him up with them. The men were waiting in ambush in her room. And she said, the Philistines are on you, Samson. He snapped the cords as though they were metrics. <laughs> the secret of his strength was still a secret. Delilah said, come now, Samson. <laughs> oh, forgive me. <laughs> and I, you are playing with me, making up stories. You know, this part, in order to come out in Yoruba, so I have to hold myself. <laughs> they showed Mumi Shirin. <laughs> he said, be serious. Tell me how you can be tied up. He told her, if you were to tie me up tight with new ropes, ropes never used for work, then I would be helpless, just like anybody else. So Delilah got some new ropes and tied him up. She said, the Philistines are on you, Samson. The men were hidden in the next room. He snapped the ropes from his arms like threads. Dada said to Samson, you are still playing games with me, teasing me with lies. Tell me how you can be tied up, he said to her, if you wove the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on the loom and drew it tight, then I would be as helpless as any other man. When she had had him fast asleep, Dada took the seven braids of his hair and wove them into the fabric on the loom and drew it tight. And she said, the Philistines are on you, Samson. He woke up from his sleep and ripped loose from both the loom and fabric. She said, how can you say I love you? Why you won't even trust me? Ah, three times now you have toyed with me like a cat with a mouse, refusing to tell me the secret of your great strength. He kept it. She kept at it day after day, nagging and tormenting me. Aye. Finally, he was fed up. Couldn't take another minute of it. He spilled it. Aye. He told her, a razor has never touched my head. I've been God's Nazarite from conception. I love Ashikata. I remember Pastor teaching us about this term, Nazarites. He says, I've been God's Nazarite from conception. If I were shaped, my strength would leave me. I would be as helpless as any other mother. When Delilah realized that he had told her his secret, she sent for the Philistine tyrants, telling them, come quickly. This time, he has told me the truth. They came bringing the bribe money. When she got him to his sleep, his head on her lap, she motioned to a man to cut off seven braids on his head. He immediately began to grow weak. His strength drained from him. Then she said, the Philistines are on you, Samson. He woke up, thinking, I'll go out like always, and I will shake free. He didn't realize that God had abandoned him so The Philistines grabbed him, gushed out his heart, and took him down to Gaza. They shackled him in irons and put him to the work of grinding in the prison. But his hair, though cut off, began to grow again. The Philistines' tyrants got together to offer a great sacrifice to their god, Dagon. They celebrated, saying, Ah, God has given us Samson, our enemy. And when the people saw him, they joined in, cheering their God. Ah, God has given our enemy to us, the one who ravaged our country. 
piling high the corpses among us. Then this, everyone was feeling high and someone said, get Samson, let him show us his stuff. They got Samson from the prison and, put, and he put on a show for them. They had him standing between the pillars. Samson said to the young man who was acting as his guy, put me where I can touch the pillars that hold up the temple so I can rest against them. The building was packed with men and women, including all the Philistine tyrants. And there were at least 3,000 in the stands watching Samson's performance. And Samson cried out to God, Master God, oh, please look on me again. Please give strength yes, what, yet once more, God. <laughs> with one avenging blow, let me be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. I remember when we were young, we always act this part out. I would say, oh God, give me my last power. <laughs> then Samson reached out to the two central pillars that held up the beauty and pushed against them. One with his right arm, the other with his left, saying, let me die with the Philistines. Samson pushed hard with all his might. The building crashed on the tyrant and all the people in it, he killed more people in his death than he had killed in his life. His brothers and all his relatives went down to get his body, carried him back and buried him in the tomb of Manoah, his father, between Zorah and Eshtar. He judged Israel for 20 years. Praise God. Thank you very much, everyone. And I'll hand over to Brother Martins. <laughs> Thank you so much, esteemed Brother John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Amaka for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much. <laughs> we're going into the affirmation segment of our meeting and our affirmation is on the screen. <laughs> we are affirming I walk in righteousness, I walk in love, I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I'll be making this affirmation five times this morning, praise God. Remember, it's a, it's a hundred times affirmation you take daily. So this morning, we'll just do five times, but at your private times, you do the rest of it. Praise God forevermore. So let's go. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, at this point, we'll be going into the communion segment of our meeting. Praise God. There was something that kept coming to my spirits, even this morning, you know, um, concerning the communion and concerning our offerings. The Bible says, if you are angry with somebody, you know, we've done, um, we've taken a series of, you know, the forgiveness series where you have to, you know, reconcile with people you're angry with and all. The Bible says, the Lord himself said, if you are angry with anybody, if you're keeping malice, you're bitter against anyone, and you're coming with your offering, it says, drop it. Go and make amends. Go and make amends. 
You see, um, your promotion is not far. That blessing is not far. All the prayers, all the confessions and all that, everything you have said is at the doorstep with this one thing. You must, you must, you must clear your heart with men. You might be angry against somebody. You might be angry. The person won't know. But God sees your heart. He knows. But you must do this. Very important. And do it as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. Praise God forevermore. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. These two in remembrance of me. When the Lord was on his way to the when he was on his way to heaven, even to the cross, his apostle, his disciple, whom he trusted the most, Peter, denied him three times. Yet he turned with liquid love. He looked at Peter with an eyes of forgiveness. He couldn't bear grudges while taking his blood to the throne. He couldn't. As you break to this bridge, consciously keep in mind that Christ did forgive you everything you did. And you must forgive everyone that's offended you. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. As we break this bread, we are free from the sins that we to besit. We decree with our mouth that no one will begrudge us, neither do we begrudge any. And anyone who has wronged us, we honestly and sincerely do let it go. Lord, thank you. Nothing can inhibit our progress. Nothing can stop our forward movements. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner also he took the cup when he has stopped saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This day as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Somebody hurts you in your office. And you have been angry. You have been angry. You, you didn't say anything. You have chosen not to say anything, but deep inside of you. Let it go. In fact, there's a particular person that hurts your friend. Hurt your friend so badly that you don't even want to have anything to do with this guy. Ah, he didn't even hurt you. But you don't want to have anything to do with him. Let it go. Let it go. It has lingered for too long. Let it go. Pacro Dorian Dijalamandea. 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenant. Lord, as we take this cup, we affirm that we are blood washed. We are sanctified and we are glorified. We are fit for your use. Lord, nothing, nothing. The devil has nothing in us. Nothing of the devil is found in us. No bitterness, no anger, no malice. It is not found in us. We are pure, we are holy, and we are righteous. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Go ahead and take the cup now. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command that pain in the neck to go. That pain in the neck, it leaves you now by the power of God's spirit. The pain on the left side of your stomach, it's a sharp piercing pain. It leaves you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. The pain on the chest, the center, Candia and Caradoria, it leaves you now by the power of God's spirit. Oh, yes. The pain that you feel when you bend down just by your back, lower back, that pain is gone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I command the traces of cancer to die and pass out of your body. The devil planned that in, in a year's time, in a few months, it will materialize, but even now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it dematerializes. It's gone out of your body. It is gone. It is gone. It is gone. The pain on the eyes. Seki baratori antijalamonto propotoria. Fakati so falande grebedila hati. That each time a sudden light enters your eyes, there's this sharp pain you feel. Koprok la gritose barindia. It is gone. They've said because you have watched TV for long, maybe you've used your phone for long, you know, every inference from the doctor. But it is gone even now by the power of God's spirit. And it returns no more. You are perfect in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God forevermore. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to you, Esteem Stamaka, for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much, Ma. And thank you to all our amazing co-hosts. Thank you so much. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to your esteemed Pastor Deborah. Thank you, everyone, and ensure you have a most beautiful day. Praise God. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martin. Thank you so much, esteemed co-hosts. Wow, it's been a beautiful time in God's presence already. Thank you so much, Mr. Maka, for this opportunity. And it is celebration time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we are going to be celebrating right away. If it's your birthday or the birthday of a loved one, we'd like for you to quickly come to the chat room. And let us know so that we can celebrate you. Anniversary, any special thing you'd like for us to celebrate with you. Praise God. It's the 13th of April, 2023. Hmm. April is fast coming to the middle. And if this is your first time, if this is your first time of joining us in Inspired by the Word, we'd like to meet you. 
We'd like to welcome you. Please come to the chat room. Let us know your full name, what state or city you're connected from, if you're connected from Nigeria. If not um, from Nigeria, let us know what country you're connected from. And of course, who invited you? Praise God, praise God, praise God forevermore. Okay. Leonard says, today is my group pastor's birthday. Pastor Sally, happy, happy birthday, Pastor Sally. Um, Mary says, today is my friend's birthday. Her name is Sister Faith Beverly. Happy, happy birthday, Sister Faith, Sister Faith Beverly. Okay, glory to God, Lord, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we bless your holy name, God. We worship you. We thank you for these ones who are celebrating today. We thank you, O God, because your lives have been beautified, O God. We thank you, O God, for your excellences expressed towards them. This month they are burning and they are shining for you, O Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we pray specifically for all our loved ones everywhere. Anyone who is yet to receive the gift of salvation. Anyone who is yet to give their heart to Christ. We pray for that one today. Larry Goshta in the Paradigabaya. Yes, that they are led aright. They are the right place at the right time. And they make the right decision today, hallelujah. The right decision for salvation today. Oh, glory to God. Yes, and no one left behind. No one left behind. Today they are making the right choice. And we thank you, oh God, for our first timers in the house. Um, Sister Alice and Brother Kingsley, Lako, Savisa, Brigadista, Akabaya. We thank you for bringing them, oh God. To this place, oh God, they are learning, they are learning speedily, hallelujah, and they are growing into such maturity that they begin to express your glory, your greatness, your excellence so fast in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are burning and shining, yes, because they are receiving the word of the Spirit. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. You're welcome. Um, Sister Alice Ikoche from Lagos, um, invited by Sister Joy Ajogi and um, Brother Kingsley Okede from Nigeria. Okede from Nigeria. Today is your first time. Nice to have both of you. You're welcome to this um, inspired by the word family. We love you, dear. Thank you so much. Right away, I'll be handing over to the Sister Maka. Thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Bora. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Congratulations on all that the Lord is doing by His Word and by His Spirit in your life. Praise God. 
Um, thank you, esteemed co-host, for all the different um, segments handled. And thank you for continually blessing us with God's investments in your spirit. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Something that the spirit of God has been like reminding me again and again. You know, when we when we were defining prolific at the beginning of the year, um, one of the definitions was um, reminding us that it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility and um, this, God is expecting something in return. You know, and I remember somebody defining that season as, you know, when the auditors come to the company, they come to the company and they want to check the books. They want to check the books. They want to check what has been done in the company over time. And um, how profitable the company has been. And this year is that year where God is checking your profitability. You as a Christian, you as a child of God, how profitable have you been? Um, God's investment in your life, what's your return on investment? It's not when we get to heaven that we would literally um, have to like present our report. You can begin to present your reports here on earth. So for all of God's investments in your life, what's your return on investment? And God's greatest investment in us is the Holy Spirit. And in recent times, the Spirit of God reminds me again and again. He says, it's the same Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ had that you have. You know, sometimes when you want to just live your life anyhow and live like a victim, you need to understand that you give account for the investment of the Holy Spirit. If you got the same Holy Spirit that Jesus got, you want to check what Jesus's life was like and then match it with how your life is like. And then that same Jesus now told us that greater works than I did, you will do. First and foremost, we never had a record that Jesus was sick. We never had a record of him being a victim in life or a victim of the circumstances of life because he had the Holy Ghost. Now there was not, Jesus couldn't even start his ministry without the Holy Spirit. Did you go into business without consulting the Holy Spirit? Did you get married without consulting the Holy Spirit? Or are you considering getting married without consulting the Holy Spirit? You are married. Are you having children without consulting the Holy Spirit? You just give birth. You went to do family planning. Our, we'll space our children by two, two years or by three, three years. Is that, is, was that what you, or is that what you are doing with giving birth? Are you aware that there's something called right timing? Not that the matter is right. It can be right, but it can be done at the wrong time. Are you aware that you can give birth to your children at the wrong time? You know, some of these things are not things that you hear every other day. But there is a timing. <laughs> In the season that Christ was born, he wasn't born any other year except the year that he was supposed to come.
for instance, now between 2020 and now, um, if you hear that somebody was born in 2021 or 2022, it might not strike any difference for you. It might not mean anything um, anything dramatic for you. 2021, 2022, eh? What's going to happen? Birth is birth. But that's not how God thinks. There was the season, there was the year, there was the time. And when you follow pastor's calculations during the um, um, the the, um, the the lockdown, you know, and he was doing a calculation for us from the time of Adam till the time of Jesus. You now see that the year he was born mattered a lot to the completion of a circle and the beginning of another circle. The year he died was significant because the first Adam died at 33. Are you aware? The first Adam died at 33. This second Adam had to also die at 33. He didn't die at 35. He didn't die at 36. He had to die at 33. Everything was timed by the Lord. There's such a thing as timing and seasons with God. So do you allow the Holy Spirit to determine the timing and seasons of your life? You want to leave a job. Do you allow the Holy Spirit to tell you when to leave? Or you got angry and left? It's the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had that you have. And if Jesus would not make a move until the Holy Spirit came, if everything that Jesus did, he did by the Holy Ghost, that investment of the Holy Spirit in your life, you're going to have to add, you're going to have to um, 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 account for it. You're going to have to account for it. You're going to have to give a return on investment. When Jesus healed the sick, he was by the Holy Ghost. When he raised the dead, he was by the Holy Ghost. When he, when he walked on water, he was by the Holy Ghost. Everything in, in, in Acts 10 and verse 38, when he was talking about how that Jesus went about um, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for the Holy Spirit was with him. Everything he did, it was because the Holy Spirit was with him. When Jesus multiplied fish and bread, it was by the Holy Ghost. So you are wondering, so... What are you doing with the Holy Ghost? Because every one of us who became Christians, we received the Holy Ghost. By the way, when I was talking about Adam dying at 33, I'm talking about spiritual death. He died spiritually and Jesus had to offer his life both physically and spiritually at 33 for the sake of man. Praise God. So um, everything that we do, there must be that proof that we have the Holy Ghost. So if you have the same Holy Ghost that Jesus Christ had and you are still a victim in life, you are going to answer God. You are going to answer God. You are going to, in Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, he said that the Holy Spirit is a down payment. is a seal and a down payment for us that received Christ. You know, um, my, my greatest prayer is when I stand before God, I'll be able to say that I did. I maximize the ministry, the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit that I had. 
And when you have this understanding, you realize that fighting your fight of faith is easy because this Holy Spirit that came to make a success of the life and ministry of Jesus also was sent to make a success of my life and my ministry. Everything that God has called me to do, the Holy Spirit's number one responsibility in the life of the Christian is to make a success of his life according to God's perfect will for that man. So you are never weak. You are never alone. Never get to that point where you are feeling confused. Why are you confused? When some Christians say, ah, I was so confused, it, it, it's not nice. It's not a nice statement to make. It's an insult to the Holy Ghost that you carry on the inside. A man with the Holy Spirit is not supposed to be confused because the Holy Spirit knows everything. A man is confused when he doesn't know what to do, when he doesn't know what next step to take, but not with the Holy Ghost. It's not a nice, you know, um, God is so gracious, eh? And some of the things that we get away with in this our generation, it's, not, it's still not okay in the realm of the spirit. But you see, God is, is gracious, so he just lets it go. But there are realms you will not function in until you grow up. You love your child, no matter what your child does. You don't stop paying school fees. You don't stop feeding the child. You don't drive him out of your roof. He's still under your roof, that little child. But it gets to a point where you have to demand the child to grow up. That two-year-old child, when you want to have conversations of, you know, I want to expand our family company, I want to, move, I want to put it on the, on the London Stock Exchange, would you have that conversation with a two-year-old? No, you won't. You won't, you won't have the, the conversation with a two-year-old, but you love the two-year-old. What am I trying to say? As long as you want to remain a baby, there are many things that God cannot do with you. If he's doing expansion, he cannot do it with you. If he's birthing a new company in the earth, he cannot do it with you. There are people God talks to when he wants to do things on earth. The Bible says, um, um, God was talking concerning Abraham. He said, how will I do something and my, and my friend Abraham is not away? Do you know when God is up to something in the earth? But this is common in here and inspired by the word. We often know. I don't know how many of you have observed it. We often know. It's a proof of maturity, Christian maturity in the life of a believer when you know things ahead. Because the Bible told us, he said, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you all things and he will teach you things to come. Then he will bring all things to your remembrance. So he's always ensuring that you are current, past, present and, and future. He will teach you all things present. He will bring all things that he has taught you to your remembrance past. He will teach you things to come future. This is the Holy Ghost that you have. What is your life like? And what would your life be like at the end of 2023? What would it be like? Brothers and sisters, if you forget anything from today's devotion, remember that it is the same Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ had that you have. It's not another Holy Spirit. It's the same one. And then the mind blowing of all of this in Romans 8, 11, it says, if that same spirit dwells in you. Now he was talking about healing. He was talking about your body. He said, if that same spirit. Now he did not even say the spirit that dwelled in Christ, dwell, dwell, um, you know, that dwelt in Christ. He said the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, because that was the height of it. The man had died. Before Jesus Christ, nobody could raise themselves. Somebody had to raise them. 
Somebody had to do the raising, the calling back to life. But Jesus was the first person to bring himself from the dead back to life. And he did it by the Holy Ghost. So he's telling you, he said, even the matter, even if the matter means death, even if the matter means death, that was just the height of the scripture. He was telling you that even if it has gotten to a stage of death, that same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead, that's the spirit that dwells in you. And he said, if he dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal bodies. Is there anything that is dying in your body? He will quicken it. He will bring it back to life. To quicken it, to make a life. He will put life back in that thing. He will resurrect it back. They say your liver has failed. He will bring the liver back to life. They say your kidney is failing. He will bring the kidney back to life. Men, don't let doctors rule your life. Don't let doctors rule your life. Don't let medical reports, scans, results from x-rays, all those things, don't let it rule your life. Be resolute in your faith. Don't take nonsense. Don't take nonsense. All sickness are of the devil. No matter the cost. Because sickness is incipient death and God is life. He's the life. He's life. He's life himself. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's not death. Anything that causes your body to die, anything that causes your business to die, is not of God. It's not of God. And you've got to fight. I've told you again and again, your fight of faith. Don't fight it casually. Don't fight it like you have a choice. Don't fight it like you have an option. No, no, no. Don't give the devil an option. One way or one way. Forward or forward. Upward or upward. We're not the ones that are up tomorrow, down tomorrow. No, don't, don't, um, you see, eh, your Christian life will be what you tolerate. Your Christian life will be what you tolerate. Anything you tolerate is what your Christian life will be. But if you train yourself to the point where, <laughs> no, that's not an option. It's not the guy who, who, who qualifies that gets it. It's the one who wants it the most. Many of us Christians, we don't want so much what we really need. We don't want it. We need it so much, but we don't want it so much. In the world, they say, how bad do you want it? How much do you want it? How much are you unwilling to go without that thing? Is what would determine how you get it. Is the power of desire, strong desire. How strong is your desire? Anna was insulted by, pen and pen, by, by, by the second wife, mocked for many years. But the year she said, God is enough. I get my child now or now. She went, they went for a retreat. On a normal day, she'll be, she'll be forming and, and enjoying herself during retreat. This retreat, she locked up herself, stayed in one corner. She said, no. You see that I get a child or I get a child. And according to her strong desire, the, the prophet was passing there. God will always bring you his word. God brought his word. And he says, you have a child. She did not only have Samuel, she had other children. When you get tired of your situation, is the day you have a change. Is the day your change will begin. But if you continue to tolerate the situation, that's what your life will be. That's what your life will be. Brothers and sisters, it's the same Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ had that you have. Always remember that and ensure that your life's results, your life results can be said to be tantamount to the kind of results that Jesus had. But if on your own, you are still dealing with sickness, dealing with weakness, dealing with being a victim, then how are you going to do the kind of works that Jesus did? How are you going to heal blind eyes? How are you going to uh, open deaf ears? How are you going to heal the sick? Healing the sick should be one of the things that is normal and common with all of us. But if God is still trying to get you to heal yourself, physician, heal thyself. Physician, heal thyself. Heal thyself. Practical Christianity is what God gave us. Anybody can do anything. God did not do it so that we have to depend on somebody else to enjoy life in Christ. 
There are structures like the structure of the church. We go there, we're taught by our pastors. Yes, the ministry of teaching. But what, of, what if you're in a country where there's no church? What if you're in a country where there's, there's no teaching of the, of, the, of the gospel? The Holy Ghost that you have, with the Holy Ghost and with the Bible, oh God, you can go so far. You can go so far. But with all that we have, with the pastors, with the evangelists, with all the prophets, all the prophecies that we get, all the word of inspiration, correction, everything. Some Christians are still victims. It's the same Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ had that you have. Don't forget it. And as you go through your day to day, keep telling yourself, Amarak, the same Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ had that you have, I would have the result of Jesus Christ. I would have his results. And the same Jesus Christ said, greater works, oh, I will do greater works. My year will be prolific. 2023 is such a prolific year. It's a year of greater works for me. I will do great works. I will do greater works. Brothers and sisters, the same Holy Spirit, not another one, not another one, the same Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ had that we each have, Bring a return on investment that proves that it is so. Thank you, Father, for the entrance of your word. Thank you for the impact it's had in our spirit. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Father, I pray over the offerings for those who are sending offerings to their churches, their cells, PCFs at this moment. I invoke the power of multiplication on that offering, the anointing to prosper, the empowerment for success goes with it and i declare that the harvest returns a quick fold a quick a, in, in in quick succession lord in a thousand fold there are those who would receive their harvest within the next 24 hours within the next 24 hours accumulated harvest of all their offerings thank you father it is so in the mighty and matchless name of our lord jesus christ amen thank you for three extra minutes can we please unmute our mics as we share the benediction ensure to have a great day and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, and the safe fellowship of the Holy Spirit, blessing about us now and forever, man. Precious name, jolly, God's goodness and mercy for us. Oh, I'm 